Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. This is your Oklahoma State instant reaction. Texas Tech loses 50 to 44. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I am I'm anxious to get through this because I have the latest episode of The Mandalorian to watch. And so I'm, I've seen some semi-spoilers on Twitter, but I think it's it's a pretty big one. So I've got I've got some Mandalorian watching to do. How, how's everybody holding up after the last disappointing trip to Stillwater? Well, Michael, let's make this easy. You lost. Yeah, <laughs> you made some dumb plays. You had dumb decisions from the coach. You probably could have won this game. It's not a surprise that you lost. You, like I said, were in a position like, well, I, I don't know if you're in a position to win the game. You took the lead in the second half. You got down by three touchdowns and got it within a touchdown and ended up losing. So there, how's that? Yeah, that, that, about, that about sums it up. I mean, it, it felt like a slog. It was just a really... It did. The first half went like I thought it would, honestly. I, I, mean, I even thought they scored more in the first half than I thought, especially once I mm-hmm. saw that Hubbard was going to be out. Um, Chuba Hubbard, not Ray Wiley. But I wanted to just make sure that that we were watching the same game because the third quarter was just an explosive stretch of insanity. And Tech was, of course, uh, a catalyst of that with either coaching decisions or just bad player decisions, but man, this was such a weird feeling game. The 11 a.m. kickoffs, I had not really missed those. It's kind of nice just to have it done and out of the way for the rest of your day, but it just does feel sluggish, even from however many hundred something miles away we are down here in Lubbock to turn on the TV at 11 and you know, the coffee's still warm in the pot and you're just like, oh, okay, all right, let's watch some football now. Yeah. Hope everyone else is awake and ready with, you know, you know, 10,000 people in the stands, maybe. Your third quarter was your best quarter of the game, but it's also where you had the largest swing of momentum and what felt like 30 seconds. You took the lead, uh, 24-21, Matt Wells said he had predetermined he was going to kick an onside kick. Hell or high water, I'm kicking an onside kick. And he did. And guess what? It went poorly, and he blamed the kids. The onside kick was returned for a touchdown. That hadn't happened since Tuberville, it feels like. 
but as bad as it could happen, they were the, the recovery team was getting downfield, trying to get ahead of the ball. So allowed to go 10 yards. Oklahoma state's like, we don't have to wait for it to go 10 yards and touch it. Picked it up, ran it untouched for whatever 40 yards for, for a touchdown. Texas tech comes back on the field. throws a pick six. So you go yep. from, from taking the lead to being down by 10 like that. And it started yes. with that, that, that onside kick. Just another, and the long list of things where you're like, why did you do that? That makes no sense. You attempted a field goal on second down. Why did you do that? You decided to, to run out the clock against a team and said, we weren't going to, we weren't going to get a first down. Why did you do that? Yeah. You're talking about in Ames in the first half, the end of the first half. Yeah. Or, or your running back scores through and is going to score and he takes a knee. It's like, no, no, you needed a score. Why did you do that against Baylor? The, and all of these decisions are predetermined. They, yes. I am completely losing faith in his ability to make a decision on the fly. Take a look at what, what the defense is giving, what the offense is giving. Maybe you can go back on what you said you were going to do. I don't think anyone would have said, you know what, coach? Um, that's fine. That's fine if we don't run the onside kick here with seven minutes left in the third freaking quarter in a three point game ahead in a, in a game that text actually somehow moving the ball against a pretty solid defense and your defense was doing uh, well leading up, up to, to that, that point, point. <laughs> aside for the, I mean, even the rushing defense was suspect up, up to that point, but it just got worse. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get the inability to, change your mind and feel like does, does he think that changing his mind makes him look wishy-washy? I mean, I don't here's think the thing. Anyone would have questioned. Nobody that. would have known. Only his staff would have known that they, they'd wanted to onside it. How do you still think we would be talking about this onside if tech had won the game just because it was a heck of a risk at that point and didn't make a lot of sense. The, the second and third onside attempts made sense in the situation of the game. The second one, you made a pretty decent effort at and almost got it. The third one, I mean, I don't know what to, I mean, it wasn't executed. I mean, you want to blame a, you know, a player for anything like the ball has to go 10 yards and it went like three. Yeah. I mean, up to that point, and it's not like it was, it's not like tech was, had just overcome this huge scoring drought the, you know, up until that point, the most they were down worse was by seven. They were down by a touchdown a couple of times until yeah. that took place. It it's was a not close like game. They were down 21 to nothing. And then all of a sudden scored 24 and answered. And we're like, let's just, let's just keep going. I mean, they're, they're, I can't come up with any reason. Seven's minutes left in the fourth, possibly. I probably wouldn't have hated it as much then, but I absolutely hated it in the third quarter. Even that feels like you've got so much time left. Unless sure. you were down like three scores and you were kind of desperate, like we need this yes. now. You weren't yes. desperate. Or, you were just taking the lead. Or even if you were down three scores and you had just scored and now you're only down two and you're like, all right, let's keep this going. Uh, I can see it. There are so many instances where I can see it, except that one <laughs> where you decide during halftime that this is what you're going to do. And then after eight minutes 
of the quarter have gone by, you're still thinking, well, I said I was going to do it then. And well, let's, by God, we're doing it. And it really blew up in your face. Epically. The worst possible outcome for an onside kick. Like, it's not just that you didn't recover it. I mean, the chances of recovering an onside kick are astronomically low anyways. But you tubervilled it and you gave up an onside kick for a touchdown. He did that, what, two or three times while he was here? I, remember, I can uh, only think of one for sure that was... Um, one was against Baylor in the Cotton Bowl. Against one Baylor was against in the Cotton Bowl, yeah. And one was against Iowa State up in Ames. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so at least... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Two. Yeah. (laughs) My memory is not letting me remember that game. Here's the thing. You've now done that three times in a decade. That's got to be a record. Like, being poor at recovering an onside kick is one thing. Giving up three touchdowns on onside kicks has to has to be something like you just you have to lead the country in that somehow (laughs) so on offense um you were frustratingly efficient like you didn't feel like the offense was was really working for stretches you look down you put up 44 points at 640 yards you ran the ball for 260 you threw for almost 400 like you it it the frustration I felt with the offense looking at the numbers after the game feels unwarranted. Yeah, and, and they made a game of it. The the offense came back and one, they scored forty four points on the road. That's huge. Tech hasn't have they even gotten close to that this season? Forty four I think is is the high mark for the season so far. No, except for Texas. Right. And, and that was obviously at home. And, but, but yeah, I mean, 44 points on the road, not even close to any of the other games Tex played. Bowman really did well. He had that pick six, which my buddy Adam and I had been joking about this for a few weeks. Like when, when is the pick six coming? Well, and he's not got it two weeks in a row. No, I know, but we were specific. It was going to be on a, um, uh, like a screen pass kind of thing. Because technically, it was just a slant. It was just a slant last week against Baylor. Well, it, it, it was not a slant this week, too? 
I don't, I don't know. We'd have to go back. I haven't had the heart to watch that again. Either way, the, the, that feeling that the discussion you and your friend were having about like, when's it going to happen? Like we were having that in the Slack chat. Like yes. he is going to throw an interception. Yes. Y'all, y'all were right on top of it the exact same time we were. And of course me and Adam have been saying it for weeks, him, him, especially he was the first one to call it a few weeks ago. Like, man, when, when is a pick six going to happen? When Bowman floats one of these screen passes out there, it's just coming. So in the Slack chat, we were talking about how like he done it a couple times in a row. He rolled out to the right stops, throws across the field to the left. Um, and it had been successful up until then, but that's a low percentage play. Always has been. It's one of those things they always talk about from the broadcast. Like you don't throw late. You don't throw across your body. You don't, don't throw across the field. Like, and you did it three times in a row and Oklahoma state was ready for it. They were, they in the, on the, the, the play that they intercepted and returned for a touchdown, they were in zone. Bowman never looked off his receiver. That safety that jumped that route was like 15 yards away from the receiver broke on the ball because Bowman never looked away. So we saw that coming. Keith said it it would be a pick six a couple of minutes before it happened. Like we felt it it coming. It was right before. Um, There were a few of us on the same wavelength (laughs) in different, in different, um, areas and and you know what like i I don't want to be like also i'm pretty smart too but what like a score or two before the onside kick i said please don't onside the ball like don't kick onside (laughs) don't do it and he didn't it's like okay that just felt like a spot where wells would have kicked an onside kick and then he kicked an onside kick he faked the fake he faked you out man yeah so back to the offense it was a day of what felt like like extremes. There was a lot of, um, short passes, uh, swing passes, screens, and then they were big, big plays, uh, on through the air. You had 10 passes of 15 or more yards for 266 yards. Um, you had a 15 yard pass, 43, 24, 48. Um, anyways, a bunch of big throws, then you had six rushing yard or rushing plays of more than 10 yards for 190 yards on the ground. So when you were good on the ground, you were dang good. Like you weren't just like 10 yards here, 11 yards, here. 59, 24, 10, 70, 12 and 15. That 59 yarder came on the fourth down. Um, One this, of two fourth down touchdowns mm-hmm. <laughs> on big chunk plays. Yeah. I think the, uh, no, so the the Sir Roger Tom, the next Sir Roger Thompson twenty four yard touchdown was on third and seven. Um, the seventy yard oh, rush was right, Xavier right. Wright, Xavier White, second and five. Um, but yeah, like you you were able to to create the big play. You were susceptible to giving up the big play. Um, you gave up five. Five passing plays of 15 or more yards to Oklahoma State, the longest of which was 40 yards. And then you gave up 10 rushing plays of 10 yards or more for 190. So you, they, they, they broke more big running plays than you did, but you had the same number of yards, 190 each there. And then you, you basically, you more than doubled them up on big passing plays. 
um, which I thought you would. We have not seen. I, I didn't. Well, <laughs> I didn't. that's right. I, I, I didn't think Spencer Sanders was going to beat you through the air, and he didn't. Um, he's just, he wasn't, I mean, I wouldn't say he's a very good quarterback. He's just been good enough. He's been hurt. He's been injured. Um, so I didn't think that, that they were going to be able to, 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 to really beat you that bad through the year. Like they have one receiving threat, uh, deep. He's, it's it's a really, and he's it's really a good, really effective. <laughs> it's a really effective threat. Gosh, he's good. Um, and, and fields had great position on him, at least on a couple of huge catches and Wallace just manhandled it. It was, it was impressive. Yeah. Th- th- there was one that I thought could have been called offensive pass interference. Either way, it was, it was a big, uh, big time reception for him. Uh, Wallace, there was one, uh, and I don't know if it was Wallace or not, but it was deep in the back of the end zone. Um, where Fields actually got his hand on the ball. He had his hand between Wallace's hands during the process of him catching the ball that they went and reviewed. It was like that was a heck of a catch Um, because he did it. Like I said, Fields had touched the ball first, so it wasn't coming in on the expected plane or whatever you want to call it. He was able to catch the ball around Fields' hand and arm, which was between his um, anyways, and then when, when, when we saw this morning that Oklahoma state's top two running backs were gonna, not going to be available, I was like, all right, so I'm Get not, on, man. I'm not really scared of Sanders cause he, he, he's a, he's a one trick guy. I'm gonna throw it to Wallace. And then without Hubbard, I was like, ah, LD Brown's still pretty good. No, nope, he was out too, but you made their third string running back look like Chuba Hubbard, 36 carries, 235 yards, three touchdowns for six and a half yards a carry. Yeah. And allowing 317 rush yards total on the day. It it was, it felt very similar to years past of vintage Texas tech defense. Yes. The, uh, and, and the three leading tacklers were all defensive backs. That's not good for tech. All three leading tacklers were defensive backs. Demarcus and Fields that's never had, a good sign. Yeah, you're like Demarcus Fields, who is making tackles on pass plays. Adam Beck, I think he was a the safety that was coming in a whole lot more, and then Thomas Leggett. Krishan Merriweather is your fourth leading tackler, linebacker, and then Zach McPherson is a corner. Eric Monroe the safety. Colin Schooler, defensive. Uh, sorry, linebacker. So your two linebackers are number four and seven leading tacklers. So five of your top seven leading tacklers today, safeties and corners. Yeah. Were- I mean, it was it was a poor defensive showing today. It It hasn't been lately. They were able to contain the passing attack. But as you mentioned, aside from Tylen Wallace, there wasn't really much of a passing attack to be had and Spencer's or Spencer Sanders uh, accuracy is pretty iffy. So that, that wasn't a huge thing to see OSU be held to 222 passing yards, but to rush for over 300 with 235 of them coming from their third string running back. That is not a good look. No, that is just pitiful. And 
you know, back to an offense that was surprisingly effective today, despite some spurts, you know, Tech's offense went four or five on fourth down. I think every time they went on fourth down, I was perfectly fine with it. And, you know, um, Oklahoma state paid for it a couple of times coming full blitz on a fourth down and Thompson or white or whoever was patient enough to, to, um, wait for it and just kind of basically skirt around it. But the, the, the telling thing to me that makes me feel, feel for the offense today because the offense has been so sketchy all year. They put up 44 points, Spencer zero for zero in the red zone. That shows you how many chunk plays they had. They never ran a play within the 20 yard, within 20 yards of the end zone. And still scored 44 points. And still scored 44 points. This is not something we've seen all year with the exception of against UT. And then the defense to just get completely blown out. I mean, you know, Eli Howard was out again this week. He could have made a big difference. There's no telling. I'm, I'm sure there were some other guys out as well. And, is it McCann who's gone? Did McCann leave the team or am I misremembering something? I think there was something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, those two guys may have made a big difference today, but whether they were there or not, the team that was there was not able to slow down this running back at all. Yeah. So looking through the stats, um, you held, I mean, you had some significant advantages in several big categories. Um, total yards, pass yards, um, fourth downs, average yards per play, average yards per completion, average yards per rush. Um, you held a 30-second advantage of time of possession. It's not that big of a deal. You somehow evened up the game at three turnovers apiece. Uh, Oklahoma state was able to score 13 points off of it. You forced four fumbles. Um, it felt like you sacked Spencer Sanders more than just once. Um, both teams had three tackles for loss, which I think we talked about a lot in the preview that they were good. They're going to be pretty good at being disruptive. Um, they don't, they had three tackles for loss. You had three tackles for loss. I think the big thing is you were heavily penalized and I say heavily seven penalties. This game doesn't feel like a lot in historical context. We look back to Cliff Kingsbury where you were averaging 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever penalties per game. These were big penalties and big time. Uh, well, like, six of them were in the first half. Yeah. You, you had a couple of, uh, defensive holdings, uh, pass interference, um, you had a holding or a block in the back, whatever on a, on a, on a kick return, which doesn't, the yardage isn't calculated right. Cause it wipes out like a 50 yard return. And, you know, puts you from being Oklahoma state 40 something to back to your own 10, which is, you know, 45 yard difference. Um, to Oklahoma state's three penalties for 20 yards. Um, they were better than you were on third down you were only four of 16 so one of four where they were 12 of 20 yeah that was another area that that the defense just really did not hold up there into the bargain today allowing over 50 percent on third down um you know and you know the four of 16 for tech's offense is not great but that's but, what that's what oklahoma state average is allowing 
Yeah, and that looks, but that also looks pretty good when you consider that they made four out of five fourth down attempts. Mm-hmm. So it it, it kind of counters that a little bit, but uh, yeah, definitely not a great looking stat for the offense. Yeah, um, Eric Azukanma had himself a day: seven receptions, one hundred and eighty-three yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he was t- targeted nine times, so he caught seven passes on nine targets. Uh, Miles Price had had himself a pretty good day outside of the fumble. Um, obviously, your running backs, Sir Roger Thompson, 17 carries, 133 yards. Xavier White, 9 carries, 98 yards. Even Taj Brooks, 6 carries for 29 yards. That's almost 5 yards a carry. Um, Xavier White was almost 11 yards a carry. Sir Roger Thompson was almost 8 yards a carry. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As a team, you averaged 6.7 yards per carry. It's not something you you see with Texas Tech. It's not something we, we thought we would see against Oklahoma State on the road. I mean, 38 carries for 255 yards and three touchdowns. You felt pretty good about that. Uh, you felt pretty good about your ability to hit some of the big plays. Albeit, you know, frustrating at times. You just had that swing of momentum in that third quarter that you just didn't overcome. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you as, did, but I mean... As a comma... Sorry, man. As a, as a comma was a huge part of that, and I, I hate that it's taken this long. This is only his third game to have seven receptions, and that's... a that equals his highest total all year on average. He averages less than five receptions a game. His last two, he had two against Baylor. He had three against TCU. I hate that it's taken Keyshawn Carter going down with a season ending injury for them to finally be like, let's try to get the ball to this guy. Let's, let's be a little bit more proactive on getting it to him. And it really paid off today. Yeah. Hopefully they'll continue that. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I want to see the offense target the wide, the, the outside receivers and t- target them deep and target them often. Um, Bowman was on it today. He, he was, really was. And, and, and it just kind of feels like TJ Vasher is holding up somebody else from being productive in that spot. Um, Jalen Polk played quite a bit. He had three catches for 15 yards on the outside. Trey Cleveland, two catches, Loic Fungi, one catch for 31 yards, and that touchdown there in the fourth quarter was fantastic. Very, very reminiscent of Eric Ward. Yeah, um, big time. So your outside receivers, like they were, they were on it today outside of TJ Vasher, who had one catch for 14 yards. And it's a miracle it wasn't flagged for offensive pass interference because there were at least two picks um, on that play that freed him up for all of 14 yards. So I don't, I don't know, man. The offense, because that was frustrating, but was still super effective and efficient to put up 44 points, second highest all season. You did it on the road, did it against a defense that we didn't think was going to allow you to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. That you've had success against Oklahoma State, the two previous times you you faced them, that the the two most recent times I should say, Um, you forced turnovers. Uh, you, you unfortunately turned the ball over yourself, but when you turned the ball over, you just felt like it was backbreaking. Obviously the onside kick, the pick six, the fumble on the very first play after you, you intercepted them. Um, it just like your turnovers came back. Uh, I just, the absolute wrong time. Yeah. And, and to pile onto that, the, there were two TDs, you know, the, the two you mentioned, I would actually even throw in a third on that. I think it was in the second quarter. It felt like it was like the, their second drive of the game, whatever it was that you just, you would not the let penalties. them get off the field. Like, yes. Oh, it's third and long. Uh, I'm going to tackle a receiver that's not involved in the play at all. First down. Sure. Yeah. Th- there were at least three or four penalties on one of those drives that just gifted just yeah. gifted Oklahoma state a touchdown and that, so I would actually count that as they really had 20 points that they just gifted Oklahoma state. And of course on the return of that Oklahoma state just completely squandered their last possession before the end of the half. I don't know what they were doing. 
They wasted they had all the timeouts. They basically just kneeled for like three minutes. They somehow just they ran kneeled off, yeah. and left. They ran off so much clock. Um, it was baffling. I barely was like, got man, to midfield. If I was an OSU fan, I would be righteously pissed about this. Um. Okay, so before we get any further, guys, obviously the wait is over. Football's in full effect. Many teams starting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Had you taken any money on this game, gosh, that would have been a bad, a bad beat, as Scott Van Pelt says. At yeah. Texas Tech minus 11, or sorry, plus 11. You lose by, was it six? Yeah, would have been rough. And then, and then Oklahoma State kneeled with a chance to cover <laughs> right <laughs> at the last. <laughs> last yeah. minute of the game <laughs> that would have hurt bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on the, on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online head to bet online today and use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses bet online your online sportsbook experts we ready to do the other ad too yeah man. roll it yeah, support okay. for twenty-three personnel podcast comes from Manscaped. Michael, you wanna you wanna give us your your manscaping stories here? Uh, sure. Yeah, I have so many stories that I'm willing to share live, but um, I'm actually not going to yeah, right Man- this minute. Manscaped is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I remember when that 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 line came out when we first brought on Manscaped. I could not say it. One, the precision engineer tools, tongue twister, family jewels, crack me up. I am, (laughs) man, I'm so mature. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, guys. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. Of course, I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That's why revolutionary company Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe, safe technology. So this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can also use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside the brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Um, perfect Package comes with the Manscaped boxers, keep you fresh all day, uh, and... Crop Reviver, Crop Preserver, great products for down there. Usually, guys, uh, if you take advantage of the promo code from from Manscaped, you get 20% off and free shipping. But if you order on Monday, Cyber Monday, they're going to bump that up to 25% off. That extra, Ooh, look out now. Extra little bit of a discount. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code armchair to get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair, clean up your nuts, and make Santa proud this year. Yeah, because this is really a concerning thing for Santa. I, I, I can tell you, he is super concerned. Like, the not your nice list for adults, at least for the men, who manscapes, who doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he, he keeps track of this. Very checks important it, for the clause. Checks it twice. Damn right. He's there. Yeah, I don't want to get that too far. <laughs> All right. Michael, I don't 
I guess I can say at least we have Kansas left on the schedule. Um, yeah, you, you did better this week than, than like, if you look at the final score, you look at the stats, you feel like you did pretty good. Uh, you outperformed what you were expecting. The line was 11. Uh, the Fox sports pregame host predicted you to lose by 24. So by all, all Where did that guy I don't know. He said, did he not know that? I mean, it didn't matter. It obviously did no. not matter that Hubbard was out, but did he not know Hubbard was out when he said that? Cause I thought that's just so bizarre to just boldly claim Oklahoma 24 State by 24. Yeah. I mean, so if you look at that, uh, if, like I said, if you look at the stats, all of them, not just total yards, not just rush, whatever pass you felt like, you did better than expected. And I guess you can take some positive from that. Um, but yeah. it's another one of those games where you lose. You felt like you at least had a chance to win this game. Um, and there were just some mind numbingly stupid coaching decisions. You're just like, why did you do that? Yeah. Uh, this, this continues to happen. Um, it even happens at wins, but we don't dwell, dwell on them as much because it was a win, but they're, they're getting glaring. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I call it galaxy brain football where it's just, <laughs> Oh, I know what I'll do with seven minutes left in the third. I'll kick an onside kick, even though we're up three, you know, it's that type of crap that maybe makes sense. If I, I don't, I don't know. You're hitting a bong with a friend playing Madden. That kind of makes sense. But in the real world, it doesn't always work out. But, uh, you know, we're kind of where we thought we would be, which is a not a good place to be. Three wins heading into Kansas. And that's where we are. That's where you and I predicted it this year. Kansas is currently losing 52 to 20. The fourth quarter is still has 13 minutes left. Uh, so TCU is just definitely taking care of business in Lawrence. So uh, Tech should do the same next week if uh, everyone wants to keep their jobs. But anyway, it's just, it's kind of where we thought it would be. Does it make it fun? Does it make us happy to be right? Um, but it does mean that friend of the show, Rob Bro, I is going to have to eat this. the world's, the world's <laughs> hottest gummy bear. And, uh, we forgot to remind him of this today, but yeah, he's going to have to eat a little nitro because we had an over under of four and a half wins on the season. And of course our, our, um, galaxy brain cells took the under and he took the over. So today was his last chance. Unless there's somehow Texas tech ekes itself into oh, a bowl game a bowl game, <laughs> and wins the bowl game. So I guess we should hold off Crap, until next right. week. That's totally right. Because we did not specify whether it mattered yeah, I mean, that would count. If Tech yeah, gets into was, a bowl game and wins, that's that's five wins. That would totally count. You and I would be eating a little nitro. So I, I'm not scared of a little nitro. I think you might be. I, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared of a little nitro. Um, <laughs> I might have to go the, the little the little ER. Or the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know what, what you look at for, from this game, uh, to take as a positive, uh, away from, I don't know, you know, I mean, obviously there are plenty of negatives you can say you can point to. Um, I don't know if this performance helped or hurt either of the coordinators job security. 
Um, I think it helped Yost a little bit, which is possibly unfortunate. I think, cause I think everybody wants him gone except probably except for Matt Wells. Um, because you know, he probably decided week two, I'm going to extend Matt, <laughs> David Yost. No matter what happens from here on out. <laughs> 10 weeks later, I said, I'd do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll still do it. <laughs> Stick it to my guns. Still going to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Keith Patterson is probably at, at an all time high in terms of, uh, fan support. You know, if you follow Rob Bro's um, approval rating tracker, uh, Patterson is way outperforming any defensive coordinator you've had since Ruffin McNeil. Until uh, today, at least until today, way outperforming, uh, Matt Wells and David Yost. Even if you were to combine those two approval ratings today may take a hit. I, I think Rob Bro said, I mean, you did well defensively. I don't think you did. You gave up 50 points. You gave up 235 yards to a third string running back. Um, you couldn't get a stop when you needed one. You forced a couple turnovers, but dang defensively. I mean, the other thing is like looking at the game, there were times where I was frustrated with the defense, but it wasn't like the defense cost us the game. It, this felt wholly on just Matt Wells in the offense. Yeah, which is so bizarre to score 44 points and still think that wasn't that wasn't enough. <laughs> and to allow 50 and think, well, that that could have been worse. So yeah, it's, we're just we're just um we're broken as fans. We're just completely broken. We don't know how to operate anymore. We don't know what a good football team looks like. We've never seen seen everything operating on all cylinders and uh, have no idea what to expect. Do you know what a good basketball team looks like? Those first oh, two I'm games have been a lot up. of fun. Yes, now, uh, because that was the last thing I was going to mention, um, but you beat me to it. Was If you're listening to this, odds are it's Sunday, November 29th, and Texas Tech plays Houston at 430 on ESPN. So check it out. Should be a really good game. Houston's a legit team. Very excited to see Tech play some uh, legit competition after just completely steamrolling Northwestern State and Sam Houston State to open couple, the season. Yeah, a couple of really bad teams. But you did what you were supposed to do, um, which I think in previous years you were like, well, you, you beat the bad team, but I think there, there are plenty of holes to work on. I mean, yeah, there there's some places to, to improve on, but you look better doing what you did to these two teams than I, I think you have to start any season under Beard so far. Um, Mag McClung, game one, looks like the real deal. Marcos Santosilva, again, looks like everything you need. Like he had a double double in 19 minutes in game one. He was one rebound away from doing it again in game two. Um, yeah, he's 245 pounds and that seems, but he, he uses it like he's 280. Yeah, he's just impressive. He is manhandling people in the lane. Now that may not go the same way against Houston or once, once tech starts playing some higher caliber opponents, but my gosh, <laughs> he was, if he wanted the ball, if he wanted to get open, he got open. If he wanted the rebound, he got the rebound. It was, yeah. he's an impressive player. Um, Micah Peavy announced himself Man. to tech fans in game one. He's like, I'm here. I'm here for you guys. Yeah. Jamari's he started Burton. because McCuller was hurt. And yeah. I mean, he just, it's going to be hard for McCuller to earn his spot back probably at yeah. this point. 
Jamarius Burton looked really good. Joel and Tomboy, uh, I think had a little bit of a slow start and then just ignited, um, you know, off the bench. He looked really good. Kyler Edwards. I love Tyreek Smith coming off the bench yeah. too. Tyreek Smith he looks is, really good. Gosh, he's just, he's got so much athletic or athleticism and, uh, just the potential to do some jaw dropping stuff, um, on rebounds or posterizing. I mean, he's, I, I would just, I don't know. I wasn't for sure exactly what to expect to expect with him. And, and all of these guys have been really surprising. And you were talking about Edwards. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying Edwards too. Um, like you look around, it's like, I don't, I don't Shannon feel like, like, yeah, we haven't gotten to Shannon yet. I don't feel like there's a guy on on the roster. We'd be like, man, it kind of feels like he's going to hold up, like just hold a, a roster spot. Um, <laughs> yeah. When Chibuzo Agbo got in, like he comes in and strokes a three, like that was a beautiful <laughs> shot. Like this big dude, true freshman has a great looking shot. Um, and he may get the least minutes of anybody that's playing of the 12 guys that are playing right now with, uh, uh, Vladislav Goldine and the colors injured. Um, you know, your, your rotations are only to 12. Like he may get the fewest minutes, but dang, he looks so good. Um, Avery Benson came out and I think within a, a minute of him coming on the court, he was on the court. He's on the floor doing what he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, his, his look, his appearance is stupid. I hate it, but I don't hate it, but I hate that. That's all people talk about. Not, not so much us, obviously not yeah. us. That's not who I mean. But Terrific on, effort. Um, yeah. Even on, uh, the, gosh, the ESPN U broadcast was just such crap for uh, game two against Sam Houston state. Oh, it was awful. And so I figured out how to sync up the 97, three broadcast with Jeff Haxton. And even Haxton was talking about his tattoos and everything. And you're like, come on guys, let's just, this is what Benson looks like. Let's, we got it. We, we know he, he's going for the Wyatt Earp thing or whatever. Long you know, hair, mustache. Yeah. And everyone says Doc Holliday, but that's not right because <laughs> Earp, because you know. Kurt Russell in that movie, he had the more of the handlebar kind of looking, not even a handlebar, but he just had the more commanding mustache. Uh, Val Kilmer's was kind of like a gentleman's mustache, but Kurt Russell's meant some meant business, man. He, I mean, he had the peacemaker mustache. Yeah. So that's what Benson has. And here I am talking about his appearance again. But anyway, maybe Speaking they'll get over that <laughs> after four or five games. Speaking of appearance, uh, big fan of the new court. Uh, I think it looks really, it displays really well. I think the only thing that I've heard negative um, is on the broadcast when it, when it swings and it, like it's looking at the half court um, from the perspective of the camera looking down at the backboard because the court is so light, you can't see the backboard or the net so well, especially the net. Hmm. It's difficult to see if a shot goes in or if it just hits the net on both sides. So it's like, just put like a black mat on the floor, you know, back there where the players are sitting in line. So it's like in line with the camera through the net to, to the court. So it's not like in the, in the way of anybody running through it or anything. Darken up the floor, put some contrast there, see the net. But outside of that, my I think it looks great. Was, my only issue was the baseline. I, I don't like the red text in the middle of a black baseline. It needs to be outlined and you white. can't see 
at all what it says. Um, it just kind of blurs on TV. And I was a little worried about this court looking like a synthetic bowling alley, but it really doesn't. It looks pretty good. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, whatever. We talked about it last week. I missed the, the stain and the, and the Texas in the middle, but I, I'm not going to cry about it. It's fine. But yeah, I do think, I do kind of think they should have, they should outline the text on the baseline. That's probably my only quote unquote issue with it. And here we are. Tech has uh, just lost their sixth game of the year. And, and we're talking basketball for the last 15 minutes of an instant reaction. I'm, I'm fine with it. Y'all probably are fine with it too. If you're listening still. Because we, we, we gotta start transitioning instant reactions from football to basketball. Cause we're going to do, we won't do an instant reaction for every basketball game. We'll, we'll be doing like three episodes a week, if not more. Uh, probably, probably still do one a week, but for multiple games. Um, so it won't be instant, instant reaction, but we'll do like a review, um, of the week's games. Anyways, we had to get you the first week cause it's been a lot of fun. Uh, as much as, as we were anticipating the start of the basketball season, I think they look better than I would have expected in games one and two against really sure, really crappy opponents understood Competition ramps way up tomorrow, Sunday, but you're expected to win this game. Neutral site. Houston's going to be a good test. Um, help you continue to identify where places to, to improve upon uh, and get you ready for conference play, which is like two weeks away. Uh, I think Kansas is one of, if not your first game, one of your first games. So you got to clean all that stuff up that you need to. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, it's been, it's been impressive to watch it. it I did not expect tech to score 80 plus in the first game. I think I even said that exact thing on, on our podcast last week. Like, ah, there's no way tech. I don't, ex- I don't think they'll get. Yeah. And they just, you know, 101 or whatever it was. Um, oh, and while we were talking, TCU scored again. So they're up 59 to 20 with uh, nine minutes left in the fourth against Kansas. Good times. Back to football. Sorry. Yep. All right, so Texas Tech loses on the road 44 to 50. Offense was good and bad. Defense was good and bad. Coaching was bad. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been the this should have been the instant reaction. That should have been it like 45 minutes ago. We, we could have wrapped it up. DHG yeah, I could have just said hello and then you could have just said, "All right, well, thanks for listening." Thanks for listening. Yeah. So for Michael, I'm Spencer. We will catch you next week on the Kansas preview. Until then, guns up. Thank you for listening to the 23 personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas tech red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23 personnel, Spencer at punts suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK and find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.